0: For important disclosure information, please visit acgwealthmanagement.com forward slash podcast disclosure. Hello, and welcome to ACG Wealth Management's February Investor Insights video. I'm Bobby Moyer, and I'm joined with my colleague, Jimmy Pickert. January was a great month to start the year. The S&P 500 was up 6.3%, but an even stronger start for international stocks and small and mid-cap stocks. The developed international index was up 8.1%, while the Emerging Markets Index was up 7.9%. The S&P Small Cap 600 was up 9.5%. Value once again outperformed growth within the domestic markets. Small Cap Value was the top performing category, up 12%. On a sector front, last year's losers are this year's top performers through January. The Consumer Discretionary sector is up 15%, followed by Communication Services, which is positive by 14.5%. These were the worst performing sectors last year, when Communication services was down 40% and discretionary down 37%. More defensive sectors, like consumer staples, healthcare and utilities, were the underperformers, all of which were negative during the month. After energy, these were the top performing sectors all of last year.
1: In addition to the equity markets being strong, interest rates fell propping up the bond markets as well. The Bloomberg Aggregate Index is up 3.1% for the month. All yields across the yield curve fell during the month. The dollar weakened by 1.1% during the month, which is part of the reason why international returns were so strong. So yeah, January was a very strong month for returns, and we're actually filming this on a pretty big day for the markets as well. We're filming this on the morning of February 1st and later this afternoon we'll learn whether or not the Fed is hiking interest rates by what's expected to be another 25 basis points and we're also going to hear from the Fed Chair Jerome Powell uh, on forward-looking guidance for what the Fed is going to do uh, looking forward. All that to say that by the time our viewers watch this, there's a very good chance that the narrative may have changed.
0: Yeah, that, that's true Jimmy. And. You know, following such a a very bullish uh, January, as we talked about, very strong outsized performance, it's funny how the sentiment has changed. Uh, Coming at the end of the year, into the first week of January, there was a lot of negativity from a a sentiment standpoint out there. And now that the markets are so much higher, that sentiment has changed. And now all of a sudden we're going to have this soft landing, maybe avoid a recession. The Fed will be cutting rates by the end of the year. I find it entertaining just because the market goes up people could play armchair quarterback and you know now look back to the beginning of the year and act like oh yeah this was normal because of all these reasons we should have been bullish and you know let's let's feel really good about it you know whether that continues or not you know i don't know and the fed meeting will may have some influence on that on on their tone but let's play that game a little bit and and maybe reflect on going back to the beginning of the year and how the market rallied or why the market rallied in January, you know, going back and pretending like we, you know, knew this was gonna happen or felt it. But I think the market could be humbling and it caught me off guard, you know, to see how strong all these this performance was.
1: Yes, Bobby, when I, I think about what drove January, I, I think of the saying that you should be wary when I'm, everyone's on one side of the boat. And where we were at the end of 2022, sentiment was still at very low levels. But I think that combined with CPI coming down pretty significantly over the past several months, more and more talk about the Fed reaching its terminal rate of the seasonality of this year and the four-year election cycle being historically the best for stocks. The fact that asset allocators had raised cash at their highest position since 2005, again, expressing that, that bearish sentiment that too many people are on one side of the boat, I think all of these things coalesced into a pretty good setup for a strong rally and whether or not it's a a uh, bear market rally that needs to uh, retrace a little bit or if it's the start of something new remains to be seen. But one thing that I thought was encouraging as we uh, got towards the end of January was that the S&P 500 spent a pretty decent amount of time above its 200-day moving average. And that is a really good indication of whether or not people are feeling bullish or bearish in the marketplace. It, it had peaked above. It's 200-day moving average for the first time in several months about a month ago, but it only spent a couple of days there before falling below it again.
0: I think that was our number, November 30th or December 1st call. We talked about it here, and it went up that one day, and then didn't go again. So I think that 200-day for, what, five, six consecutive days is
1: big. Yeah, as we felt today, it's still above it. And so I think that represents some sustained positive sentiment in the market
0: yeah and i think you know at this point where we sit now that january's over all those reasons to look back and say oh yeah well makes sense we you know for us to rally well now the bulls could double down when you look at you know some other indicators that are out there how accurate they are i don't know but the january barometer as goes january as goes the year well with such a strong january that bodes for a pretty strong year you look at coming off of a negative year last year in the market the average return or coming out of that, the market's up 53% of the time, but more than 20% the following year. And then my favorite one of, I'll call it data mining, is the first five trading days of the year were up more than 1.4%. And when you look back at that data, I think it's since 1950, seven of seven times it was positive and the median return was 26%. So if you're a bull, you could find all the reasons to be bullish. Bobby, those are all
1: great points. And we haven't even mentioned China, the fact that they're reopening now and that will obviously be, um has strong potential to be a boon to economic growth. Yeah, definitely on the global
0: st- global stage. And I guess I'll be the pessimist on this video and, and talk about all the reasons why, you know, maybe this is just a, bull- a bear market rally and, you know, we're not off to all, all new time, all time highs. But, you know, we could look at some things that start with a recession. It looks like a recession will be coming. Now, we don't know when that recession will come, what part of the year, you know, have we already started um, in January or is it going to be? later this year or early next year but looking at some of the indicators leading economic indicators have all you know fallen pretty pretty significantly which are recessionary you look at S&P 500 earnings you look at retail sales declining the last 2 months over the holiday holiday spending season there's a lot of reasons i think to be concerned and the yield curve inversion, we talked about a lot of that last year, the yield curve remains significantly inverted and it's by a, a pretty large degree that longer term treasuries are yielding less than the Fed funds rate or, or very, very short term treasuries. These are all very recessionary um, indicators. So if we are to see a recession, and again, big if out there, earnings are not being reflected in that. And if earnings do come in because of profit margins and you know less spending, then the market has to reprice based on that of where we're trading from a multiple. Uh, So I think if you wanna be in the camp where, you know, let's, let's look at being a bear, I think there's enough reasons out there to say, yeah, recession will come at some point and the market has to price that in.
1: I think when it comes to investing, there's probably no greater instance where it's very easy in all environments to data mine and create whatever case you want to make. And there's certainly enough information out there if you're a perma bull or a perma bear to do to basically justify the decisions that you're making. And we say this in every video, but that's why it is so important to focus more on investing how is appropriate for you given your goals, your circumstances, your risk tolerance, instead of what you think might happen because we all have biases and you might be a bull, I might be a bear or vice versa. And if we're basing actions in our portfolio based off of those short-term movements, um, expectations of those movements, then that can lead to underperformance over the long run.
0: Yeah, to your point, I think that's always the case, right? You could always data mine to find a, a why a recession is possible or why a bull market should be ensuing. But, you know, I think right now it's more split, it's more polarizing almost. There's a lot of people that feel very strongly on both sides of it, and it's more even than when it than typically on a given year comes sure. into it. But I do know this, there's a disconnect out there of what the market is pricing pricing in from a rate standpoint and what the Fed claims they're gonna be doing. You mentioned the Fed meeting today, we expect to see 25 basis point rate hike, this this go around. Next meeting, another 25 is what the market predicts, but that's where the disconnect begins, right? The Fed says they're gonna keep rates higher for longer and maybe even go a little bit more, but the market has us going two more 25 basis points and then cutting into the end of the year. And the market is rallying based on the fact that the market or the Fed is going to cut rates, and that could be bullish for the economy. But I'll push back at that again, being pessimist again. Is you know, if the if the Fed's cutting rates later this year, it's probably because the economy or the economic indicators, the economy is deteriorating, and we're headed to a recession. Right. I'm not sure that's bullish for stocks. Uh, so there's something of, of a major disconnect out there right now between the Fed, and we know why the Fed is is talking their book, right? They don't want to show that they're gonna stop or cut rates because the market will price it in, that could stoke housing inflation. They're trying to calm inflation, not trying to throw, throw some gas in the fire.
1: Well, yeah, you look back to 2022, many people were saying that expectations around what the Fed would do mm-hmm. did so much more work for the Fed than them actually hiking the federal funds rate, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If you look at what happened in the treasury market, yield spiked long before the federal funds rate got to where it is today. That same thing is true in reverse treasury yields have come down pretty significantly over the course of january that's creating this more bullish uh sentiment it's creating a, a monetary loosening environment on the economy that the fed doesn't necessarily intend because inflation is not yet under control
0: Yep. yeah so i think you know a big day today i don't think we need to spend any more time talking about it because things will change we got a big earnings week this week as well as the fed and and then we got to start getting some more employment data, CPI data, retail sales that we could touch on, you know, in our new podcast that we kicked off last, uh, last month, and that's Beer Markets.
1: Mm-hmm. We started recording podcasts. Uh, we released our first one back in January. It'll hit around uh, the middle of each month to kind of break up what you get with the investor insights. But it's just yet another way for us to stay in front of our audience, our clients and our network, and our friends to continue to communicate what we're looking at in the marketplace and what investors should be thinking about.
0: Yeah, uh, and we enjoy that. And if there's ever any ideas, shoot us questions, you know how to get a hold of us. We're happy to talk about those on on air so you can hear our perspectives. But as current events and, and news breaks in between these investor insights, it gives us a way to put our thoughts out there for, for you to hear what we're thinking about. So with that, I think we could wrap this up for February 1st and we'll see you
1: in a couple of weeks. Thank you.
0: For important disclosure information, please visit acgwealthmanagement.com forward slash podcast disclosure.